for the week of April 17th. This is Mojo Weekly. I am John. Please let me water your plants. Please let me water your plants. I won't even bother you. I'll just water your plants. Please let me sleep in your bed. Please. Please let me sleep in your bed. I'll just curl up into a ball in the corner of your bed. You won't even notice me. For the love of God, let the boy sleep in your bed! It's Josh. Wow. Uh, Happy birthday, Grandma Jean. Uh, Josh, before we get started in our news, I would like to announce a contest. Holy shit. Announce away. We are giving away two t-shirts of your choice from our merch store. Uh, And this is courtesy of T Public, so we're not even paying for this. Not even paying for it. Yeah, T Public is giving away two T-shirts. So it's like a freebie. Here's what you need to do: simple. Mm. You need to go Mm. if you're not watching this on YouTube right now. You need to go to first off. Fuck you. (laughs) If if you're listening, right? I mean, no, but. But if you're if you're listening to this on a, on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts, you need to go to our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash mojo menace, and you need to find this video, this episode, the April 17th episode. And in the comments section, you need to tell Josh how handsome he is. That's all you need to do. That's all you need to do. And and that's that's and it. You, you can say he's super handsome. You can say he's not handsome at all. It's varying degrees of oh. handsomeness. All you have to oh, do, good. all you have to do, is comment on uh, how handsome Josh is, and you uh, will be entered into the contest. I will then select two randomly two <clears throat> people uh, who can go to our merch store, which you can find at mojomenace.com, and you just click on the merch button. You can go to the merch store and pick out any T-shirt you want, any T-shirt you want. That's it. All right. Damn. So the contest will run for a week, and it's not much of a contest because, I mean, John's Josh is handsome as fuck. And, uh, you know, I mean, you just got to go to the uh, the uh, YouTube channel, find this video, comment on it, and you could win a T-shirt. So that's it. That's it. That's all I've got to say about the contest for now. Thanks to Public. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. Two T-shirts. I love it. That's uh, pretty freaking cool, man. Yeah. All right. Next up. Let's get to the news. All right. We don't have a lot of news. We've got a few things. Let's talk about Uden Chronicle. Now, we talked about this about a year ago. It's made by uh, the creators of the Suikoden series, which we had a whole debate on. Is it Suikoden? Is it Suikoden? What is it? Suikoden. Uh, I always said Suikoden. Yep. Either way. Uh, it's created by the, uh, it's made by the creators of that series. Uh, the the OG ones, you know, Suikoden 1 and 2, which are kind of uh, seen as the pinnacle of the series uh so they will be releasing is it pinnacle or pineapple <laughs> ah, or pinnacle might be pinnacle oh shit yeah. uh mm. chronicle rising will launch on may 10th and will arrive on game pass the same day uh if you don't have game pass mm. this action rpg will also be available for 15 bucks on switch and the playstations and the pc uh I believe this is a spinoff to um, 
the actual real game that's coming. So this might be like kind of a prologue. So uh, Rising was announced at E3 last year as a spinoff to Yudin Chronicle 100 Heroes, which comes out next year in 2023 and is the full-on Suikoden spiritual successor. It's a 2.5D town building and dungeon crawling RPG that sets up the story of the main game that is coming out in a year. So this seems like cool. it might be kind of a taste, a taste uh, of what's to come. Just just a bit of a taste, if you will. Yeah. Uh, the official story synopsis states that what begins as a simple treasure hunt turns into a dark conspiracy that will shake the world and plant seeds that carry over into the main story of 100 Heroes. So the game will introduce a portion of uh, the cast of characters in an original story with Thrilling action, Josh, and engaging town upgrading elements. That's exciting, right? Sounds that sounds amazing. It sounds thrilling. Thrilling. So if you if you've got a Game Pass and uh, subscription and you're interested interested in the series, you can just play it for free. You know, with your subscription. Fuck yeah. Uh, next up <clears throat> uh, in Ghost of Tsushima news, Sony Pictures has named Takashi Dosher as the writer for the upcoming Ghost of Tsushima film. Holy shit. Are you excited about that? Oh, so excited, in fact, that he's got to wet his whistle yeah. prior to speaking. Yeah. That You know, whenever you see him take a drink like that, you know he's about to go into full-on, get up on top of his podium and say, Ghost of Tsushima, the film, and here's why I love it, yeah. and here's why I'm going to sell my firstborn to go see it. Uh, I'm of two minds about it. On one hand, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I love a good samurai story, a good samurai flick. Uh, on the other hand, I'm like, that game was just movie enough for me. It's, it's a huge story, you know? Yeah. Um, so is it going to go the, 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 the route of, uh, uncharted, which I've heard a lot of people are disappointed in. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so the story will be a re- retelling of Jin Sakai's journey as seen in the, uh, in the original game, uh, where the samurai hmm. warrior fights to free the Island of Tsushima from a Mongol invasion. Uh, it, it's, it's interesting because, um, you know, the game's based on samurai films and now they're making a samurai film based on the game that was based on samurai films. Right. Yeah. It's like the, it's eating its tail at this point. So, uh, John wick director, Chad Stahelski will helm the project. So that's a good pedigree, right? And, uh, that's great. And, uh, the production will also have input from the game development studio sucker punch that, uh, created the game. So nice. Neat. Uh, yeah, I'll totally watch it. I love the game. My favorite game of 2021. So I'm all about it. Uh, sorry, 2020, 2020. Gosh, it's already been two years. Crazy. Right. Hmm. And then finally, Josh, did you ever play, uh, the PS2 game Grim Grimoire? Oh yes, I have. Yeah. yeah, I like that game. It's pretty cool. Yeah, made by Van- it's a good one. Made by Vanillaware. Uh, came out shit man, two thousand seven. Uh, great, you know, as yep. as with all Vanillaware games, just absolutely beautiful artwork. Uh, it's a yep. real time strategy game. Well, they're uh, releasing a remake for the Switch and PS four. Yeah, that was a good one. That was like, I wouldn't say a budget title, but I remember it being really inexpensive when it came out. That's a solid year after the PS3 and the Wii already out. And then a a solid two years after the 360 is out. So it was a really late, late generation PS2 game um, that was built specifically for the PS2. Um, Yeah, I remember that Grim Grimoire. It's a very strange name um, because it looks... You know, it's it's very it's like a tongue twister, almost like it looks like a death metal band, yeah. like the name Grim Grimoire. 
but uh, I enjoyed it. It's pretty damn good game. That's from the same team that did like Phantom Brave. Yep. And uh, a, couple, a couple other games like that around that. I wouldn't say same time. Phantom Brave, well, Phantom Brave was pretty popular on the PS2 and that it wound up coming out for the Wii as well, which was awesome. Yeah. It was a great game for the Wii. Um, but yeah, I liked it. This is a, that's a damn good game, dude. Yeah, uh, this is how old uh, the Mojo Menace family of podcasts are. I remember we reviewed this game back in Drunken Gamers Radio days, um, and we, wow. we really enjoyed it. Uh, so anyway, the remaster is called Grim Grimoire Once More, uh, and adds oh, new nice. graphics and systems, including a powerful great magic mechanic and skill trees. Uh, Grim Grimoire once more's story remains similar to the original game. A young wizard relives the same five days after an evil wizard attacks her school and threatens disaster. So, you know, way to go, Vanillaware. I mean, they had every every right. And as far as like Japanese RPGs and games that come out that aren't very popular, they're getting remastered or whatever in in America. Uh, they had every right to call that game Grim Grimoire super uh 1.2 re afterbirth like they should have called that's honestly that's what i was expecting you to say but you're what is it just once more once more fuck yeah, yeah. way to go <laughs> bravo to them just yeah. honestly nice that's wording. that's probably the most intellectual name i've heard of a sequel or a remake in ages i mean the, not not a kid the, only, not the only way they could top it is just call it grim grimoire again <laughs> you know? well that could be the third yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that could be the third again Dot, 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 question mark. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that's it for our news. Time for the new releases. All right, let's see what we got here. We got two games, Josh. Two games coming out this week. Uh, One of them's a remake, Star Wars, The Force Unleashed, coming out for the Switch. So there you go. And then Hmm. uh, after that, we've got Teardown for the PC. That's it. That's all we got. Teardown? Yes, sir. Wait a second. You know what my favorite thing about Teardown on PC? That game, I, I really feel like it's going to... Teardown? Josh froze. Josh is pretending he froze. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Whoa, I blacked out for a second there. What's What was that, Teardown? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm excited for it. All right. I need to take another drink after that. And coming up, as Josh uh, reboots his brain, uh, we will get to Dale and uh, his retro recap. You know what? Oh. You know what my favorite thing about Dale's retro recaps are? Let me know. Tell me. The music. Damn it! So good. He always picks the best songs. Dale, you you rock, man. All right. Makes me want to dance. Glad you got that out of your system. Here's Dale. Hey, what's up, Mojo Weekly listeners? This is Dale, and welcome back to this week's retro recap of the latest retro re-releases, remasters, and remakes. As always, credit for this goes to GSK from RetroNauts.com, StrictlyLimitedGames.com, and LimitedRunGames.com. You can find links to and info to all this week's releases in the MojoMenace.com forums. So that's out of the way, on to the releases. Starting off with a physical release, one week ahead of its digital launch is Star Wars The Force Unleashed for Switch via Limited Run Games Open Pre-Order. This remasters the 2008 Wii version of the mo- with motion controls that saw players control Darth Vader's apprentice in a heavily hyped single-player campaign. Again, this is just the Wii version it's remastering, not the more uh, higher-budget 360 PS3 release that I'm, I have a good feeling mostly everyone listening to this probably played. Uh, it will have a standard $35 version, 
an $85 premium edition and a $175 master release packed with all kinds of Star Wars goodies like lithographs, light-up replicas, miniature stencilers, commemorative coins, etc. Taito Milestones is receiving both a physical and a digital release this week for $40 on Switch. It includes the following Taito arcade games that were released from 1981 to 1987. A total of 10 games. We have Kicks, Space Seeker, Alpine Ski, Frontline, Wild Western, Chack and Pop, Elevator Action, The Fairyland Story, Haley's Comet, and The Ninja Warriors. This was produced in tandem with Hamster, the folks in charge of the Arcade Archives branding. And as GSK noted, eight of these games are already out individually on Arcade Archives, and the final two are confirmed to be released down the line as well. And it appears this will be a no-frills collection with no major historical bonuses or the caravan and multiple ROM variant modes that the usual Arcade Archives individual releases usually have. They're removed in this collection, hence the budget pricing. Hey, speaking of uh, Arcade Archives hitting exclusively on digital, we have Legend of Valkyrie for the Arcade Archives release this week. And it was a long-time Japan-exclusive top-down action RPG that first landed in Japanese arcades in 1989 and is the current background music for this week. For the longest time, its only home version was a PC Engine uh, platform in Japan until Namco Museum 5 brought it to PS1 in America. But it is now on Switch and PS4 for $8, courtesy of the Arcade Archives. But buyer beware, this contains a fair amount of Japanese text crucial at points for solving puddles, puzzles and item descriptions as per GSK. And winding down, we have two vinyl releases with the original two NES Bomberman games receiving their own vinyl pressing via Ship to Shore for $27. The other is an early import data disc release of a vinyl I imagine some will probably demand for in the form of the original soundtrack for the hardcore shmup Ikaruga. The single disc import commands a hefty penny, however, with a current sale price of $59. And that wraps it up this week. Throwing it back to you, John and Jayish. Josh, I'm going to turn you back on here. Sorry, I got like 12 different things going on. It's all good. Anyway, all right. It is time for the uh, the game Spotlight, my friend. And uh, this game is a sequel to a game where a few weeks ago, maybe a month or two ago, uh, you were like, what is this? God of Protector? What? Um, this is when you're giving me... God endless- of Protectors. Yeah, this is when you're giving me endless amounts of shit. Uh, for uh, the some of my 3DS uh, DLC choices. Well, you came up with like 17 variations of uh, Katamari Damacy. So, I mean, come on. I mean, that's not true at all. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this game, uh, Gata Protectors, Cart of Darkness, is brand new. It's a sequel to uh, uh, Gata Protectors game from the 3DS. And I believe it was on the Xbox 360 as well. Uh, and it is uh, it is... Crazy, hilarious, wonderful, and as uh, you know, we love all the uh, nostalgia-invoking games. You know, the ones that just throw all sorts of references at you faster than you can probably keep track of them. You're going to miss a ton of them. 
Um, but uh, gameplay wise, uh, it is kind of sort of a tower defense game, right? So, uh, but let me go back to hmm. the style. It's got a very kind of eight bit style. Uh, this could not have been pulled mm. off on an NES, so it, I, I'm not going to say it's an 8-bit game, but it's definitely got that 8-bit sure. feel to it with beautiful sprite work, like absolutely gorgeous sprite work. Um, and then on the screen, just dozens and dozens and dozens of enemies coming at you all the time, and it's, it gets chaotic and crazy. Uh, and so the gameplay is just as kind of um, goofy as the actual humor in the game. So. Here's the situation. Goofy, goofy AF, would you say? Goofy AF, as as the kids say. Um, so it is kind of, sort of, an action tower defense ish sort of game, right? So the, sure. the premise is this: there's a there's a princess and a castle, but this castle is uh, like a moving tank, right? Castle is on treads hmm. and it moves along a um, a track. Yep, a track. And it needs to get to the end of this track. And then the castle with the princess inside it, she uses it as a battering ram to ram the castle at the end, the enemy castle, right? So you have to help the princess and the castle get to the end of this track and do her business while you're fending off like hordes and hordes of enemies. Um, You're picking up keys and the keys will unlock a door to kind of get the get the castle past, you know, because sometimes there's a, there's a door in front of the castle and you have to unlock it. You'll have to flip switches to make the tracks, you know, change the tracks So the castle goes the correct way. Uh, sometimes it feels a bit like a puzzle game while you're, you know, kind of de- tower defending and beating the crap out of hordes and hordes of enemies. Um, and then there are also a lot of um, hidden items and unlockables, uh, tons of money that you'll find, and then you use that money to upgrade uh, your stats and you upgrade the castle and you upgrade the princess and all that stuff. Um, and then there are also uh, cartridges uh, that are hidden in every level. And the cartridges uh, kind of uh, provides certain sort of upgrades, right? But the, ca- uh, the cartridges are also given like, uh, wacky in names that are kind of references to existing um, uh, existing uh, NES games, classic NES games. It's kind of like it's tongue in cheek, you know. Like I don't know. It, it, it instead of it, it hints at games without mentioning their names. Yeah. So instead of like Super Mario Brothers, that's really it'll smart. Say like it'll say like you know Ultra, you know Guido Sisters or something. You know it'll it'll say stuff yeah. Like that. Oh yeah. Um, and, sure, and, yeah. And every single one of there are hundreds and hundreds of these cartridges, and every single one of them has like a description and kind of backstory to it. So uh, hmm. the folks who wrote this game and then went on to localize this game, you know, the folks who went on to localize this game definitely had uh, their work cut out for them. So I want to talk about that. That's pretty cool. I want to talk about that just a little bit. Uh, the translation company and, and some of the folks who worked on this were uh, 8.4, uh, who, you know, and I'm a little biased because they're my favorite gaming podcast uh, after this one, of course. Um, 8.4 Play. <laughs> <Of course>. <laughs> 8.4 Play is like the it is the gaming podcast that I never skip an episode <clears throat> of. So um, they, live, wow. they live in Japan. They work in Japan. Um, they own the company 8.4. Um, it's a translation company and it's made, it's, it's, it was created by, you know, old EGM guys. So Mark McDonald and John Riccardi are two of the people who started the company, I think. And John, that's really cool. Yeah. Mark McDonald moved on to, uh, enhance the people who make Tetris effect and res, but John Riccardi is still there. Um, so, uh, but anyway, uh, great, great 
great job and like an amazing job in translation and and uh also a great podcast if you don't listen to it um but anyway uh, never heard of it uh you know their 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 uh their podcast is uh uh japan games and japanese games that's their uh that's their little motto but anyway anyway back to the game uh super fun it is i believe 15 dollars for the base game um, and then they're on the switch on the switch. And then there are, okay. uh, there's a handful of, uh, DLC packs, right? And each of these DC, mm-hmm. DLC packs unlocks different scenarios as well as different quote unquote sound chips. So, uh, mm-hmm. they, it changes the soundtrack. So it sounds like maybe the Game Boy soundtrack or the Genesis soundtrack oh, or the Famicom soundtrack. Very cool. Sound chip. Um, so that, that's pretty neat. Like, they put a lot of love into this They're, and so each of those hmm. dlc packs are three bucks or uh you can buy uh the whole like um you know whole deluxe package i think for 25 bucks um tons of gameplay here tons of missions like i i can't even i don't even know how many there are just dozens and dozens of missions so it, there's a lot of gameplay here especially with the dlc you get your money's worth um it's it's a deceptively simple game you know, where you're, uh, like I said, just it, it seems like at first you're just beating the shit out of hordes and hordes of enemies. But as they add new elements, it gets a lot more complex and requires a lot more strategy. Uh, you have different protectors that you can select from. There's a whole cast. So there's like a fighter, a ninja, a mage and all this stuff. Um, and then uh, between every level, there's always like great dialogue, um, hilarious dialogue. The writing is really funny. Um, and uh, yeah, the music also also really good uh the uh that that uh hold on looking at something here uh yuzo kashiro did the soundtrack so um, no way yeah man so um so definitely a great pedigree there uh that's amazing yeah i uh i go ahead so we had we had reviewed the original or not really reviewed but mini reviewed the original that came out on the the 3ds uh e-shop right we talked about it and um yeah, we talked about it. Do you think that like these companies that are kind of like, oh shit, now that the store is closing and, and you know, these games aren't going to be available anymore, they're going to turn into vaporware and they're like, let's re-release these on consoles that people are going to be playing now or or like the Nintendo Switch or something. Do you think that by chance, just two months ago, maybe that they listened to our episode and they're like, <laughs> fuck, we better get that out there. No, <laughs> that- I think there's zero chance of that because this game is a full on sequel and it's been in development for like two years. Um, so it, I I, I think they might've whipped it together in the last couple of weeks. I'm just saying, (laughs) yeah, I would say, (laughs) I would hope that there's a good possibility that if this game is successful, um, they do re-release the, the, the The original game on, on switch. I think that'd be awesome. Um, and I hope, I I hope they're listening now and they do that. (laughs) Hey guys, I have a great idea. Million dollar idea for you. Um, but yeah, uh, I love the game. So definitely recommend you check it out i get that uh the the deluxe edition of like 25 bucks might be a big spend for somebody who's just like not sure if they want to play the game uh but i think 15 bucks for the standard edition is more than fair i paid for the deluxe version because i love the original so much and i really dig the guys at 84 the folks at 84 um, so I just kind of wanted to support that as well. And so, like I said, I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm a little biased cause I'm such big fans of those guys, but I will also say conversely, like they have worked on games that I've 
have not been my cup of tea. Not because they're bad, it's just because they're not my style. Um, so sure. the game is genuinely a good time. So I'm not just whoring out for a podcast that I really enjoy. <laughs> Maybe a little. Maybe a little. Okay. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. All right, here we go. Last question. Oh, time. sure. All right, Josh, here it is. What is your tower def- favorite tower defense style game? Rampart. Rampart. Wow. I love it. I love it. I haven't thought of that game in years. Uh, that, Fuck yeah. I remember that game at, uh, uh, at uh, Lesson Gym's Bowling Alley. Uh, there, when they had a little arcade uh, set yep. up there, there was a Rampart arcade there for the longest time, and it was always empty. Like, nobody was ever yeah. playing it. I think, I think like me, you know, I was probably, I don't know, maybe middle school at the time. I just looked at it. I was like, I don't even know what the fuck that is. And just walked over to play like Operation Wolf or something. Yep. Operation Wolf in the corner, (laughs) bad dudes on the, on the uh, center area. And then it got replaced by Double Dragon 2, I think, or something like that. But yeah, I remember uh, Rampart sitting there and right next to it was Clax. And those two machines were just collecting dust all week, all the time. Nobody would ever play it. So when all the big kids were all playing all the cool games and shit, I'd be like, let's, how about another round of Clax? Yeah, for sure. Yay. I I like Clax. So uh, for the folks at home, the uh this arcade it was very small but it was shaped it was u-shaped right um and then and then at the end of the u there was always like the big games that everybody wanted to play so on the right was typically operation wolf and then on the left they always cycled out with like the next big game so teenage mutant ninja turtles was there i think captain america and the avengers might or uh and the and the yeah and the avengers might have been there and the avengers yep uh like you said double dragon was probably there um yep so yeah the simpsons was there for a while too yep but down at the end of the u like on the left side were kind of the games that nobody really played much and it was always rampart that was there uh wrestlemania rampart you know i remember that yeah okay i was good i was gonna say um do you know it wasn't wrestlemania you know what game that was it was a wrestling game it was it was Matt Mania, the one you guys oh, were talking it? about the other day. Oh, it was. It that? was. Because while you're playing Bad Dudes or all the popular games, and you'd hear in the background, one, two, three, every 30 seconds. Because that's what the, for whatever reason, the attract mode had a pinfall in every match. And it was oh, like, wow. oh, so loud. Love it. Beautiful game. But yeah, they had Matt Mania there. It just breaks my heart whenever I go in there now, and it's just nothing but redemption yeah. bullshit. I, I get so sad. It is. I get so sad when I go it is. there. Um, but anyway, it is. so my favorite tower defense game of all time is the original Plants vs. Zombies. I've Oh, yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah, I've played through that probably a hundred times, just from start to finish Wow, yeah, on my phone. It used to be my shitter game for the longest time. <laughs> That's hilarious. played on the Wow. Hours, my butt would get sore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Wow, that's it for us. So, a little show note about next week. I'm going to be on vacation for like a while, and it runs over our uh, regular recording time. So, Josh and I are going to record an episode early for next week, and probably release it early because I'm not going to be home to like post it and do all that crap. So, uh, we're gonna we're we're gonna pick a topic, and currently it looks like we're going to talk about game conventions. Because uh, MGC is coming up, Midwest Gaming Classic. So next week might be a game convention-focused podcast uh, that we'll release early. And then the following week, we will be doing a podcast, hopefully live from Midwest Gaming Classic. And we'll we'll have Dale there, and hopefully we can get Klaus on the mic and see what else we can scrounge up. And we'll do it from the hotel room, and we'll all be naked. It'll be amazing. 
It'll be amazing. If you can find me, I'll even be on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I, I'm hoping all four of us can be on. You, me, Klaus, and Dale. So that, that That'd be perfect. be a good time. All right. Do I need to bring anything like a mic or anything, or you got it? We'll just plop this thing in the middle of the, this thing in the middle of the room, turn it on room mode and get nuts. The audio is not going to be great, but it's what we're going to deal with. All right. I like it. So in the meantime, you can find us at mojomenace.com. On the main page, you can find links to our forums, our Discord, and our merch store. Don't forget about the contest. So comment on this YouTube uh, link, this YouTube show episode. Uh, Comment and tell Josh how handsome or not he is. Uh, And then you will be automatically entered into the contest. Uh, YouTube.com slash Mojo Menace is where you can find that. Twitch.tv slash Mojo Menace. Uh, Monday night, uh, the 18th, uh, I will be doing another uh, Retro Mag review. I'm doing uh, Game Pro uh, issue 41. Super fun. Uh, I think I'm just going to keep doing it because I just like reading old game mags. Uh, I I do too, and I think you've got a really fucking awesome idea here, for real. Like I enjoyed that. I didn't catch it live the last time you did it, but I, I listened to the rest of it um, yeah. via while I was working, and it was great. It's it's just I I want to go to my bookshelf and grab the magazine and read with you and <laughs> yeah. be like, yeah, what the fuck was that guy talking about? Yeah. So after Game Pro Forty One, I'm actually going to do a magazine that I own from back in the day because I've got a whole crate full of EGMs. So I'm going to page through it nice. and then put you know the digital version up on the screen. And, uh, it'll be fun. Very cool. um, and then and then we play a bunch of games from the magazine. You know, I kind of take requests like, what did you see in the magazine you want to play? And then we kind of. It's a great idea. It, it was it's super a great fun. Idea. Uh, thanks to uh, Ken Williams, Sushi X, for uh, dropping by. I haven't talked to him in quite a few years. No way. Yeah, it, was, it was fun. That's amazing. Yeah, it was, it was nice. Super of, cool. It was nice of him to drop by. I haven't talked to him in a while. Um, so it was good. Good to talk hmm. to him. You know, it's good to have somebody who's like, oh, yeah, I remember this and then talk about it a little bit. You know, that was kind of cool. That's amazing. So anyway, check that out on twitch.tv slash Mojo Menace. And then all of the social medias, we are at Mojo Menace. Josh, where can they find you? Oh, oh, yeah, sure. I'm on Twitter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what is it? At underscore Joshua Turbo. Don't forget the underscore as it is the most important underscore in all the Internet. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And, and, and you oh, want to talk about Twitch, you know, because you're on there quite a bit. Yeah, twitch.tv forward slash Joshua Turbo, I guess. Last night, actually, Christine and I had a blast. Uh, we played through about 75% of Bonk 3 nice. CD. Nice. Yeah, it was fun. We, we almost got stuck twice. It was ridiculous. We got to a point where it was like you couldn't bite the wall up. You had to bonk from side to side up. And it was like, we were in the bottom of a pit, the two of us. And as soon as we get close to the top, one of us would accidentally bonk straight down. And I'm like, so I actually grabbed both controllers and did the bonk, 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 bonk up it. I got to clip it. It was ridiculous. It was really funny. Nice. Great game. I I, I wasn't able to chat, but I did tune in for a while and you guys are playing Mario two, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We were bouncing around with some multiplayer games and some one player games, stuff that she likes or stuff that I like, whatever, but it was a lot of fun. So we hang out on Twitch. It's always a lot of, a lot of fun. Redeem some points, review some game music, make me go macho man, Randy Savage. It's a blast. It's fun. (laughs) All right. Uh, We will talk to you with a special episode kind of next week. Bye. Eat the tacos. Come eat them up. Eat the tacos. Come eat the tacos. Eat the tacos. Come eat them up. Eat the tacos. Come eat the tacos. Eat the tacos. Come eat them up. Eat the tacos. Come eat the tacos. Eat the tacos. Come eat.
I'm just going to let you fuck with my fade out. We got bananas and cherries and Cubans for smoking cigars in the bubbles. You can cut me at any point now because I probably randomly say lots of bad things. <laughs>